Welcome to the Ready to Buy podcast. The podcast for busy young professionals like you to help get yourself and keep yourself ready to buy your dream home and keep your finances in shape. We know just how daunting it can feel, which is why over the coming weeks and months, we'll be discussing and simplifying moving, mortgages and money whilst hearing from some industry experts to help build your knowledge, understanding and confidence to be in the best shape you can be. The Ready to Buy podcast is brought to you by me, Mark Humphrey of MHC Mortgage and Protection Limited. And with over 20 years of experience in the mortgage industry, we help and support people like you buy their homes on a daily basis. We are passionate about making the process simple, easy, hassle and stress-free for all of our clients and we'll be sharing our knowledge, experience and loads of useful hints and tips throughout the series. You can find out more about us at mhcmortgages.co.uk and to make sure you never miss an episode you can subscribe at any podcast app out there including of course Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts and Amazon. Welcome to today's episode, Mortgages Can Be More Flexible Than You Think. Now, I think this is a really important and really interesting episode today because so many of us have a mortgage and so many of us see it as a bit of a millstone around our neck, whereas I'm really passionate in the belief that it shouldn't be. Your mortgage really can flex around your lifestyle and your needs and your wants. And I think when you start to think about your own lifestyle, and it's going to change, isn't it? From your early days of of being at school, being in your teens, growing up and you hit your 20s, your working life, your career really starts at that point. Relationships form. As you go through life, you might start having children or have a child. Your career develops. And as you continue, maybe as you get older, the children leave home and you're starting to think towards maybe retirement at that stage. And so if you take each stage of your life there, your needs and wants are going to be so, so different, aren't they? And with life, it's almost a bit lopsided in that so many people, as they start to get older, start to have a bit more money where in terms of your health, certainly, and your vitality and sort of your energy, you tend to find that you have that in your younger years and you'd like to have that to to do more with but it's really common that the younger you are as you're starting to build things your priorities will be quite different from an earlier age and I would tend to think about it as a, a set of scales if we've got our imaginary set of scales you're constantly balancing income that work life on the one hand with your lifestyle your hobbies your leisure and, and your family on the other both in terms of your time that you can dedicate across both and that work-life balance, but also in terms of your finances as well and, and how you balance the money. And it will tend to be the the more you work and the, the better you do and the more you develop at, at work, the more money that you earn and potentially it gives you more choices. But equally, it's still that trade-off with with time as well. So when it comes to owning your home, your needs are going to change and they're going to change quite a few times I'd suggest as you go through life. I know at the age of 42 mine certainly have and 
retirement wasn't something that I'd thought a great deal of back in my early 20s, for example, along with probably having children. I've now got three daughters, eldest of which being a teenager and the other two not too far behind. So certainly when it comes to the cost and the needs around our family life, things have changed a great deal. We really didn't need that much space early on in our our home ownership, albeit we were fortunate enough to buy a property through the family, which was a three-bedroom house. So it gave us plenty of space from an early stage of things. But actually, as we've gone through life, we've got three daughters. We all said that we wanted them to have their own bedroom before they started school or certainly secondary school, just to give them that space. With the whole working from home thing now as well throughout the pandemic, the needs to have a home office and those types of things. So things naturally will change as we go through. I'm sure as they start to get a bit older, start to think about leaving home, which hopefully is a bit of a way off yet for us, then our needs will change again. And as well, your aspirations will change. So the more maybe your career will progress, then it might be that you want to live in a a different area. It might mean that the catchment area for the school that you want your children to get into is in a certain place. Therefore, you may have to think about moving to get within that catchment area. So so many things to, to think about. And with our scales, as we said, it is very much a fine balance. Taking a step back, so I talk a lot about mortgages and I'm very well aware that maybe mortgages themselves aren't particularly sexy. It's not a it's not a really fun topic. A mortgage is essentially a vehicle. It's a way of us owning our own home. Our home is what we get excited about. We don't get excited about mortgages, making mortgage payments, borrowing money. It's about that dream home that we can live in and that lifestyle that we live in. Certainly none of us growing up dream about getting a mortgage and essentially getting ourselves into debt, do we? But that that dream house. And so just want to talk today about a few things. And I think sometimes when you take a step back and, and really think about things, it can really change maybe the way that you, you look at things. And so going to start off when we think about our mortgage, our monthly payments, because when we look at our scales of what can we afford to do and what's the balance, Our monthly payments are absolutely key, aren't they, in determining what free money we've got or haven't got. So our monthly mortgage payments, generally speaking, there'll be three main factors that make that up. It will be how much you owe or how much you borrow. It will be how long you borrow it over. So the longer you borrow money over, the longer it takes to pay back, potentially the more interest you'll pay. But the longer the term of the loan, the lower the monthly payment. And the interest rate as well. And that's something we we tend to get fairly fixated on when we talk mortgages. It's probably less about the loan amount, less about the, the term, but it's about actually, can I get a better rate? Let's have a look at the rate, those types of things. Of course, the higher the interest rate, the higher your payment and vice versa on that. So let's go into a little bit more detail. So when we start to think about the loan amount, so the amount that you borrow, now, I appreciate when you're looking to, to buy a home, then it's a case of how much can you borrow, how much do you need to put in as a deposit, and how much is the property you're buying for. So that's a fairly simple calculation, and that's something that a mortgage broker will certainly help look at all of your options for you with that. 
Now, when we think about the loan amount, there are a few things that I would really suggest and the importance of regular reviews. As we've already talked about, your situation will change on a fairly regular basis. Maybe not every year, but certainly every every two or three years as, as you go through. And so reviewing your situation is so important and it might mean that you can pivot slightly. It might mean that you can you can make changes. We said about the growing family situation and it might be the case that you need to borrow some more money to go and extend to do a loft conversion or or extend out the back or it may simply mean that you need to move because it's not feasible or it's not cost effective to extend where you are and so of course that's a consideration it's really common in this environment that we live in that you might have some debt some unsecured debts like personal loans credit cards, store finance, mail order, those types of things. Now, this may actually be impacting your lifestyle in that you may simply not be having enough money coming in to cover all debts or it it may just be tight and you're simply being restricted in terms of what you're able to do. And as we said, that sort of work-life balance and your lifestyle. So there may be an option to consolidate those debts within the mortgage which potentially could then lower your overall monthly outgoings with that. That's something that could be an option. Think very carefully with that and always get advice because if you add debt to a mortgage, not only are you potentially adding something that's not secured onto a secured loan through the mortgage, but you're also potentially extending the length of time that you pay it off, i.e. over the mortgage term, and you could end up paying more interest in the long run. So certainly get advice on that, but that could be something to consider. I need to make it very clear when it comes to consolidating or adding any debts onto your mortgage, think very carefully. And as we said, seek advice before securing debts against your home, because your home could be repossessed, could be taken off you if you don't keep up repayments on your mortgage or any debts secured on it. You may also find if you've got significant savings and particularly where interest rates are low and the return isn't particularly high on that at the moment, that there may be options that you can consider whereby you offset your savings against mortgage interest. And so these are specific types of mortgage products. And again, I'd recommend getting advice on this. And also, if if you've got equity in your, your own home and you've been considering that sort of weekend retreat, that holiday home that you've always dreamed of, there might be an opportunity to borrow money through your mortgage to go away and buy that holiday home or put down a deposit for that holiday home. That's potentially a, a game changer for your lifestyle. I know that's something that myself and my wife, we've we've talked about regularly and we haven't quite got there yet, but it's something that we strive towards. So there's lots of considerations in there and there's lots of factors that could be impacting your lifestyle or or could improve or get you towards the lifestyle that you're looking for with that so knowing your options on each one could be really worthwhile for just a, a few minutes of your time to understand what your options are and so we talked about the loan amount and the size of the mortgage there and how it can work for you next up the interest rate we all want to get the lowest interest rate that we can and ultimately the the best mortgage deal for us because we want to pay as little as possible. Obvious, isn't it? And I keep saying it, and I'm sure I'll continue to say it, but use a mortgage specialist that works with lenders from the whole market. Understand all of your options 
Don't just go to your bank. It's not to say they may not be the most suitable for you, but look at all of your options. And actually, if your bank is the most suitable, your advisor will be able to use them as well. Have regular reviews. We've already said that before. Review it regularly and make sure you're on the most competitive and the most appropriate interest rate for you. And the lowest rate isn't always the best rate. So just a a bit of a caveat in there, we all strive to, to get the lowest rate. But it's a case of sometimes you'll find that mortgage lenders have headline rates, a bit like a lot of things in life where you'll you'll see a, a great deal advertised, but there's small print with it. Now, to explain in mortgage terms, quite often what you'll find, a mortgage lender may have two different rates for, let's say, we've identified that a five-year fixed rate was most suitable for you. They might offer you two rates, one really low rate, that comes with a fee attached to it, so typically a thousand pounds or nine hundred ninety-nine pounds, and another rate that's a bit higher, but it may have no fee attached to it. And you might find that over those five years, actually the saving on the monthly payment from having a lower rate but paying the fee doesn't actually save you that nine hundred ninety-nine pound fee that you've saved. In which case, a slightly higher rate with a lower fee would be more beneficial to you. And that's something that you'd always have a look at when you're taking a rate to ascertain which rate was most suitable and most competitive for your circumstances. But equally, if, for example, we go on to internet search engines and look up the lowest rate, you might well find that there's an absolutely cracking rate there with a particular lender. They may not suit your circumstances So whether that be in terms of your income, the property type you're looking to buy, anything at all about your situation. So just because you can see a great rate doesn't necessarily mean that it will be for you. And again, knowing all of your options and having somebody that can look at everything for you, I find very often with clients, it's a case of just explaining that, yes, there is a lower rate here, but actually, unfortunately, that we can't access that because of this. This is our situation and and these are all the things that we're taking into consideration. Which leads quite neatly on to keeping your finances in order. I'm sure as you're, you're well aware, if you can keep things in order, if you can keep your credit file nice and neat by making sure that your monthly payments are made on time for things like credit card payments, make sure if you haven't, get all of your credit cards, get the minimum payment set up by direct debit as an absolute minimum. That way, the money will get taken out automatically from your current account each month, and you'll make sure that you stay on track. If you want to pay more than your minimum, of course, if you want to clear your balance each month, of course, that's great. But just make sure you don't miss a payment because it will affect your credit score and your credit file, and it could reduce your chances of being accepted for for certain rates. So you want to be as attractive as possible, as we keep saying throughout this podcast, to lenders for them, essentially, they're, they're lending you money based on a bit of information about how you've conducted yourself, a bit of information about your income, about your job history, your address history, how much you're borrowing, things like that. And they're making a decision as to will we lend you money or not. And so the better you can look, the more the chances are that you're going to pay as little as possible. Definitely not a silly question. Each episode, we like to answer a question that I might have been asked this week because something we don't know, no matter how big or small, particularly when it comes to 
money, mortgages and finance will cause unnecessary stress. So I say to all of my clients, they're really genuinely are no silly questions. So the question I've been asked this week is, you keep mentioning about reviewing your options and understanding all of your options, but is that going to cost me anything? Are there any fees involved? That's a really good question. And certainly at MHC Mortgage and Protection Limited, we do not charge clients fees or there are no costs associated in reviewing your options, whether you're an existing client or a new client. For me personally, it's paramount to help you understand your options before you then make any decision as to whether you're going to proceed with anything or put anything in place. Tends to be the case with the majority of brokers out there, but you would certainly need to double check with them. Brokers must be transparent. They're the rules that we abide by in terms of the costs and charges. So worth double checking with them. And likewise, they should be very upfront with you about that. But certainly from my experience and from the service that we provide, we want you to understand your options and there really shouldn't be a cost associated with that. If you have a question you'd like to ask, anything at all, please contact me, Mark Humphrey, via inquiries at mhcmortgages.co.uk. Not only will I answer your question nice and quickly, but I promise I'll try and share your question in future episodes, as you can be sure you'll not be the only one that's thought of that question. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can help us reach and help many, many more people like yourself by leaving us a five-star review on whichever platform you get your podcast and by sharing the podcast on your social media channels. And the mortgage term is the third thing that I'd like to go through. And that's something I find is probably the least well known in terms of of the term. As we said, the longer the mortgage term, then the lower your monthly payments are going to be, the shorter the term, the higher the monthly payments are going to be. Nowadays, you'll find that lenders, some lenders anyway, will offer a mortgage term of up to 40 years. It seems crazy doesn't it that many years it used to be a maximum of 25 years when I first started in mortgages nearly 20 years ago it's been 35 years for quite some time since and over the last two or three years we've seen a few 40-year terms back with the theme that these things can be reviewed on a regular basis sometimes it's a case particularly maybe when you're first starting out and you're getting used to budgeting you've never lived away from home before that taking a mortgage for the longest term available to keep your monthly payments down, maybe if you're in your 20s, for example, is feasible because you know over your mortgage life, you're going to review your mortgage. Ideally, you're going to speak to your advisor if you use an advisor or mortgage broker every year just to touch base. You're going to look to reduce the term as your income increases, as your situation changes, and you're going to ensure that mortgage is paid off within that 40-year period. But having that that flexibility of that longer term might just work for you. It might work to keep your monthly payments at a sensible level. Because this is the thing, and not so many people know about this, that you are able to make regular overpayments and lump sum overpayments on the majority of mortgages out there. Certainly the high street lenders tend to offer this. Let's say, for example, 
in a situation I'm buying my first home, I take a longer term, let's say my mortgage payment is £800 a month. That's affordable to me. I, I could probably afford 900 or £1,000, but I haven't got used to paying council tax, bills, all those types of things. So actually, I'm comfortable at 800 thinking that I might be able to afford a bit more. Let's Let's see. Now, once I'm up and running and I've got used to paying those bills, I've got a couple of hundred pounds a month left over at the end of each month. There's absolutely nothing to stop me contacting my lender, changing the direct debit payment to 900 or £1,000 a month, and I'd simply overpay each month. And the effect of that is it just means that it reduces the balance and ultimately it will reduce the term as we go along. The overpayment limit of of 10% usually, particularly when you're starting out, is more than enough. And so if, for example, let's say I buy my first home, I'm borrowing round number 250,000, then 10% of that in the first year is going to be 25,000. And in our example there, if I'm overpaying 100 or a couple of hundred pounds a month, even if 200 pounds a month over 12 months is 2,400, that's well within our £25,000, 10% overpayment allowance. I hope you can see whereby what I could have done at the start is to have a a shorter term committed to that £1,000 a month in monthly mortgage payments, but I haven't got anywhere to go then. I can't then reduce it back down. Whereas if I look at the longer term and my monthly payment's £800 a month, if after I start paying an extra couple of hundred pounds a month, something changes with my income or I just think actually that's a bit tight and want to drop it down back down to the 800 the 800 pound monthly payment is my committed amount and so I can do that at any time so I've got real flexibility there and I've got a bit of leeway whereas like we said had I took a shorter term and committed to a thousand pounds a month I've got no choice but to pay that or start and get start getting behind with my mortgage Equally with overpayments, if you are in a job, for example, where you get lump sums, so if you get bonus, commission, particularly with annual bonuses, or if you came into some money, then you can do it in the same way. You'd simply contact your lender. Let's say I've got a bonus of £5,000 at the end of the year. I could contact my lender and say, right, I want to pay £5,000 off the mortgage. They would double check that it's within my 10% of my allowance, so like we said with our example, I can overpay by up to 25000 based on a £250,000 mortgage and a 10% overpayment allowance. That will be absolutely fine and that then reduces the term for me and just ensures that I pay the mortgage off quicker and ultimately pay less in interest. Closely linked to that as well, you'll find some lenders will allow underpayments and payment holidays if you've already made overpayments. So, for example, if I've overpaid £1,000 over the last five months into the mortgage, then if my monthly payment is £800 and things are a bit tight, if the lender will permit, and not all will do, so you would always have to check with the lender, can't say that enough, always check with your lender before you do anything. But if they would allow it, potentially then I could go to them and ask, can I have a month payment holiday and fund that through my overpayments? If, for example, I'd was changing jobs and there was a gap between jobs and my income had dropped or or something of that nature. So there is a bit of flexibility there. Payment holidays is something that did come up during the pandemic and it was a UK-wide agreement that lenders would, would offer payment holidays. 
And probably the, the notion of a payment holiday, I'd say is slightly misleading because a holiday, you think of all sort of the good connotations with it and fun and, and what have you. A payment holiday in a mortgage context, particularly through COVID, let's say where I know some of my clients took a three-month payment holiday, it simply meant that you don't pay your monthly payment for three months, but they add that amount onto your mortgage. And so you'll end up paying it back, but you'll end up paying more interest over the term of the mortgage. So just be mindful of, of that terminology with payment holidays when it comes to mortgages. And ideally, if it's a payment holiday or making underpayments, it's going to be funded by overpayments you've already made. If you've got any questions about this, because all of our situations are different, as we always say, then by all means get in touch. More than happy to talk through your situation. Equally, if you use a mortgage broker or if you're with a, a lender at the moment, you'll find they'll be only too happy to, to talk things through with you. So we haven't really talked about the repayment method and so there are two of these. The most common that you'll see is repayment or capital and interest. And so that would be whereby, like any other loan, you borrow money at the start, you pay a monthly amount. Part of that is interest to the lender. And the remaining is reducing the capital. So reducing the balance each month until at the end of the, the agreed loan term, the loan or the mortgage would be fully repaid. So that's the most common, and for many, many of us, it's the only method that is available. Under certain circumstances, interest-only mortgages can be available. And like it sounds, you simply are paying interest every month. So you're not reducing the balance at all. So what you borrow at the start would be the same amount that you owed at the end of the mortgage. Okay, we see that a lot. It's widely accepted on buy-to-let properties or in situations where you've maybe got other assets that could be used to pay that mortgage off. So, for example, investments or other property that's got sufficient equity in there that could be used to repay the mortgage. It's something that lenders are certainly very cautious about and have a lot of rules around interest only. That's not to say in certain circumstances it's not a really useful method for the borrower. But ultimately, on your main residential mortgage, lenders are a bit cautious because what they don't want you to do is get to the end of your mortgage and owe them a sum of money and have no means of paying it other than to sell the roof above their head, uh, which a lender, believe me, don't want to be in a position to force you to, to have to move home. I'm certain that you wouldn't either. So that's something as well just to be mindful of. I hope that's been helpful today to really summarise the three key areas to consider when it comes to your, your mortgage and what's going to impact your monthly mortgage payment is going to be the amount that you owe, is going to be the length of time that you're paying it back or the mortgage term, and it's going to be the interest rate. And we've talked a lot about all of those factors and how they can all impact and they can all flex with that scales of life, if you like, um, in that balance to get your desired lifestyle. And a few top tips for me as we went through, get regular reviews just to make sure, because as we said, your situation will naturally evolve and change as you go through life. So make sure your plan is up to date and that it's the most suitable for you now. Get help with it. A whole of market mortgage broker will be able to help. They'll look at all of your options for you. And it could save you hundreds, thousands of pounds to do so. Ask lots of questions. So really important that you understand and 
certainly you explain everything that you're looking to achieve. If you use a, a mortgage broker, they'll help understand and they'll want to understand what is it you're looking to achieve? What does good look like? And they'll help you get there. And please don't just do what you've always done because if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. And whilst it's a bit cheesy, I really like that because it's so true. If we want to make things happen, if we want to make things evolve with us, then we we do have to try things different and look at different things. Be as organized as you can with your finances. As we said, the impact on your lifestyle through potentially not having the lowest mortgage rates and being really disorganized, it could have a massive impact on your lifestyle. Uh, It's something I do see, unfortunately, with the clients that come to me that have been disorganized, that have had credit problems, sometimes through no fault of their own. But even in those situations, we look at a plan to try and take things back in within their control and get things into a much better place and suit their lifestyle. Thanks so much for listening today. I really hope that you've enjoyed the episode and found it helpful. We'd love you to join us next time when I'll be discussing more hints and top tips from the world of money, mortgages and moving. In the meantime, please get in touch if you'd like some help or have a question about your own personal situation. You can contact me at inquiries at mhcmortgages.co.uk and my details will also be in the show notes. Until next time, take care.